how do you deal with that? You know, you're you're under stress. There's a, a legit emergency, Absolutely. but uh, you know, even for normal people who, like you just said, tenants not paying, this is like the end of the world. This is a huge emergency. I mean, it is for them. Sure. Um, I mean, perspective definitely for me and for you obviously helps. Like, you know, I've had real emergencies. Like when I get <laughs> one of these business emergencies, I'm like, just fix it. Like it's whatever. Um, but how do you just maintain that stress and like really look at things objectively, kind of put emotions aside in a stressful situation? That's a good question. Um, you know, I'll give you, let me, let me, let me answer that with a, with a bit of an analogy. When, when we were getting coached from our business coach and we'd have an emergency, you know, me and my business partner are fighting or we're bitching about something and we'd call him up like, Hey, we got to talk to you. He on purpose would not call us back for two days <laughs> because after, after a long time, we kind of figured it out. He's like, if I'm always solving your problems, I'm training you to come to me for the solutions. And most of the time you guys will either solve the problem yourself or it really wasn't a problem. It was an emotional outcry. So what I so to answer your question, look, things are going to happen, right? Bad things are going to happen. That's part of the business we're in, right? We don't live in a bubble, right? You have a lot of things that are going to happen to you. And to, to answer the question, what you need to do, in my opinion, is you need to step back. You need to take a breath. And if you have to, write it down. And, re and, and really, you know, write down what's going on. Because the problem is, is when we're tumbling things through in our head, our, the way our brains work is we're always going to worst case scenario because 70% of the thoughts in our head are negative. So we're always going to the worst case scenario. Like when you tell people like, Hey, I'm going to do this business. They're going to go, oh, man, you're, why are you going to do that? That's a lot of work. It's like, yeah, well, what yeah. if you lose? Yeah. What if you lose? What if you go bankrupt? It's like, yeah, but I could win too. Yeah. I have a chance to win, but no one ever talks about that. Right. And so. I always tell people, let's focus on what, what could we learn from this? And so it's just, again, it's one of those things that th there's not a clear cut answer. The clear cut answer to me is take a breath, step back, remove yourself from the situation as much as possible and look at it from the 10,000 foot view of saying, okay, what do I really have going on? Yeah. And, and if you can do that objectively, you will come up with a different answer than being in the heat of battle and doing this knee jerk, say something, do something. Now, look, sometimes it's a matter of looking at your business model and saying, you know what? I kind of set up a bad business model. I didn't have reserves. I, I didn't screen my tenant properly. You know, like, is there some fault here to go, okay, next time, this is a stupid tax. I'm going to pay the tax on this. I'm going yep. to take a hit. Yep. But what could I do next time not to do that? Maybe yeah. I can improve my screening. Maybe I can make sure I vet contractors better. There is a lesson to be learned. And the only way you're going to learn that is by stepping back, taking a breath, not doing anything. Look, no, there's no such thing as an emergency really in business. When you think about it, you don't have to do it knee jerk immediately. You can step back, you can take a breath, you can look at it, you can assess the situation, and then you can make a decision based on facts and figures and also bring it in your team. If you don't have a team, someone to give you some outsider's perspective, I think is very important. No, I totally agree. And, uh, it's so funny. You kept coming back to the breath. When I was playing pro baseball, and I learned this in college, and we had many psychologists mm -hmm. and different, um, you know, trainers teach us or mindset trainers, I should yep. say. And, you know, when you look at sports, sports is like as much pressure and stress as it gets. Absolutely. Um, I remember, you know, whether it's a playoff game or just a really important game, you know, as the game gets closer to the end, you know, bottom of the ninth you know, the pressure is there because everybody's been putting all this time and work into this final outcome. Mm -hmm. And, you know, whether you're up to plate and, you know, there's two outs and if, if you don't get a hit, 
you lose, the game is over. Yeah. Or if you're on the field and you know that, hey, if I don't make the play, you know, if the ball's hit to me and I don't make the play, we lose. Uh, and you go through that every day. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's what taught me to deal with pressure because I, like everyone else, man, I would be very scared. I'd be like, man, man, I, like, I don't want to mess this up. Like, man, and then I start getting nervous. And then same thing with, um, you know, hitting, same deal. And you just start to learn to detach from your emotions. You're like, hey, yeah. guess what? I've been practicing this for my whole life. Like, I've made this play a million times. Mm -hmm. I've, you know, I can, and then you're facing a pitcher. You, you got to just really visualize and trick yourself into like, I'm going to crush this guy. Like, because if you think about baseball in hitting, you fail seven out of 10 times. Yeah. You're, you're great. You're Hall of Famer. Yeah. Yeah. So, you you just you're like yeah the odds are definitely stacked against me like yeah. most likely I'm gonna fail but I can also be a hero like you said um, by just getting over it and one of the big things they taught us was the breath and the importance of the breath and so we had this routine where um, anytime you just did not feel mentally ready or emotionally ready you you have to step off and so if you're a pitcher step off the rubber take a breath. If you're a batter, just step off, you know, call time out, take a breath. Now out on the field, you don't really have the luxury. You can't be like, Hey, yeah. you know, yeah. guys, guys, time take out. A breath here. Yeah. <laughs> Need a moment. Everyone chill <laughs> <laughs> on the, on the field. You have to yeah. really, but it's all a mental game. Nobody knows anything that you're going through, right? It's all happening internally every day. So I would just say for me, um, I learned so much mentally from playing sports and yeah. it's made business so much easier. I tell people all the time, like, they're like, man, how do you do it? How are you managing these people? Is it stressful? I was like, bro, it was way more stressful playing baseball than it was this. Yeah. Yeah. And, <laughs> and you know, it's, it's funny. Like I, I, when you talk, I'm a big believer in, in watching athletes and learning from athletes. And, mm. you know, I had met um, Tim Grover before who was Michael Jordan's personal coach. R wrote a great book. Great. Relentless. Relentless. Yeah. Great book. And, um, you know, one of the things that, that I, I loved about the book and, and really learning about Michael is, you know, he would practice eight hours a day, every single day for a single one hour game. And he had like seven coaches, right? Yep. He had a shooting coach, strength coach, business coach, mindset, financial, all that. So you got to ask yourself, was he the best in history because he was practicing eight hours a day and he had coaches or did they bring that out of him? I, you know, I don't think that if, if he didn't practice every day and he wasn't as focused because you're practicing for all the case scenarios. Right. So let's talk about business. Right. When people tell me like, oh, I, I hate I hate cold calling. I'm like, well, how many times do you cold call? Hundreds of times. Hundreds. Fifty. Fifty. Ten. I did three. Actually, I called ten. Two answered. I sucked. OK, <laughs> that's not a lot. I'm like, until yeah. you do five hundred a day. Yeah, it's like shooting back. You know, it's like anything. Right. Yeah. You do it five hundred a day. I guarantee you, you are going to suck on the first one. Yeah. But you're going to be much better on the five hundredth. Right. And so the, the problem is, is we say and act like we're professionals. Right. I'm a professional. I own a business, so I'm a professional, but we don't do what professionals do. Right. I mean, how much did you practice for a game? You know, the boring stuff is what makes the most money. Absolutely. Um, we had Tim Brotz, um, who's hosting the event that we're both at right now, right. say that he said, man, once business gets boring, that's when you start printing money. Yep. And it's the same for athletes, man. Like we did the same thing every single day. I've taken probably hundreds of thousands of swings, probably, yep. probably over a million. And, um, it's just like, you want it to be automated. Like I could walk, I could still right now walk out onto a baseball field, 
you know, go crank a couple, you know, throw the ball and do everything. Cause I've done it so many times. Right. And, uh, when people talk to me about social media and stuff, which we can, we can, uh, go into, they, they see me film and they're like, damn, like that was like, how'd you film that so quick? How'd you speak that well? And I'm like, you know how many times I've done this now? Like <laughs> yeah. I'm just what I've spoke so many times and I filmed so many things. I've had so many mess ups. Right. It's just through repetition over yeah. and over again. Yeah. 